0: Hey, y'all. It's Mandy. Before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to take a moment and thank my patrons and premium subscribers who have been here partnering with me to create this work. I love doing this with a team. So if you are interested in being someone who creates this resourcing for people who live in care deserts or who just don't have a safe community to discuss grief, check out the show notes to become a patron of the show. You'll get access to monthly bonus episodes as well as our live chat over on Discord. And I would love to hear from you. Okay, that's all I had to say. Now let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to Restorative Grief with Mandy Capehart. You are listening to episode 70, titled This One Wild and Precious Life. While you are listening to this episode, I am likely on a beach somewhere in California. California. I don't say that to make you feel any kind of way other than to recognize that even passionate, busy, driven people like me take breaks. I'm not trying to do any work while I'm resting, and that includes my own grief work. But I am making space to ask myself a very important question. And I want to invite you to consider this question in your life, too. You may not be familiar with the beloved poet Mary Oliver. May she rest in peace. Her poem, The Summer Day, is world-renowned and for good reason. I'll link to it in the show notes if you'd like to revisit or hear the work for the first time. But the final stanza is the launchpad for today's contemplation. Oliver writes, Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me. What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Perhaps you've heard this and didn't realize the source, but this question has spurned artists and contemplatives worldwide to reflect and push back against the hurry and capitalism and performance-driven nature of our modern societies. But most often, when I consider this question, I feel guilt rise up within me. I know the list of yeses I've offered is long but intentional and yet there was a time that my yeses stockpiled faster than my reserves and I burned out. I'm not alone in this burnout and guilt and so that's why I feel Mariano That's why I feel Mary Oliver's poetic question needs a follow-up. So settle into wherever you are right now. If you're sitting Feel the chair supporting your legs. Feel your feet touching the ground. Pay attention to the support touching your back. If you're sitting in the sun, take a moment to reflect on how it feels on your skin. If you're sitting indoors, pay attention to any soft noises you might hear. Take a deep breath in and then let it out. If you like writing and taking notes while you contemplate, give yourself permission to get set up before you start to answer this question with your full attention and intention. Remember that our grief work is intertwined with our life's work, and they both rely on our ability to know and honor the core values of our season. You have permission to make space for this work. See, when I want to counteract the guilt of my busy doing life, I can't just rely on an ability to reprioritize. I first need to recognize where I lack intention. For the sake of this conversation, we will talk about our whole self model, who we are as whole people, mind, heart, body, and spirit. So Let's give ourselves, let's just name that our values for this exercise are mindfulness, self-compassion, movement, and connection. That gives us a track to run on. As a side note, those are four very excellent starting place values for someone who is looking for a place to begin their restorative grief journey. So the follow-up question to Mary Oliver's is this. What is the most neglected important area in my life right now? I love this question because we already know it's asking us about something internal. If you are not sure or saying we already know that, let me just confirm, yes, it's something internal. Our internal world is a reflection of the external experiences in our lives. We internalize our sense of self and safety from what we witness, which can result in putting ourselves last if we're not careful. Although you may not believe it, you are naturally sympathetic and compassionate toward others that you feel responsible for, and that's okay. What is not okay is allowing that to overtake your values and your sense of your own importance. So, take a metaphorical seat, or maybe several if you're prone to distraction like me. Think about your values, the things that matter most to you, and pick the one that seems the most overlooked. You have this one wild and precious life. Those of us who carry grief understand impermanence in a way we can't quite explain, and I'm with you if you're feeling unsteady right now. Our worlds may feel a bit wilder than we'd like. I know I hear that word and I'm conflicted. Sometimes I thrive in the wild, but other times I just want simplicity and order. So no matter how you're responding to that first question internally, it is important to follow it with this guided reflection as well. So we'll ask again, what is the most neglected important area in your life right now? let's make it clear, this is not intended to generate an answer like my extended family or my job responsibilities. Remember, those are external areas of life that may well be less valued or attended than necessary, but those are not our concerns at the moment. You cannot show up in those areas living a half-life of burnout and obligation. You deserve to show up whole because your life is precious, even when it feels wild and out of control even when it feels mundane and repetitive. So how can you honor your process, your growth, your grief experience, and your whole self by answering this question before it's too late? Thank you for listening to episode 70 of Restorative Grief. I wanted this one to be short and to the point. So go make space in your day to reflect on these two questions, to pursue an answer that feels welcoming and create space to expand for whatever new insight arises. See, we already know we have one wild and precious life. But we might need a reminder that what we do with it matters because we inherently matter. Our value is non-negotiable, even if you've been told otherwise. And if you have been told otherwise, Make today the day you embrace this new narrative of wild and precious into your internal dialogue. If this is your first time listening to Restorative Grief, I'm grateful you're here and hope you'll stick around. This question I shared is one I return to often, and it's an honor to share my own healing process with each of you. If you're interested in extra content with the podcast, consider becoming a patron of the show or a premium subscriber via Spotify for bonus interviews and a live monthly grief chat. And of course, please make sure you leave a shiny five-star review because you know that helps others find the grief support they need here as well. Don't forget to check the show notes for a link to Mary Oliver's poem as well as additional resources from Restorative Grief. And as always, one last thing. Please remember... The only solution for grief is to do the work of grieving. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.